0: Happy Wednesday, everybody, and welcome to yet another edition of the Get Your Goat Podcast. Special edition today as I go through my round one mock draft. What do I believe is going to happen? What's going to shake down in the first round tomorrow night? It's going to be exciting. But other than that, there's more football talk on a trade that the Carolina Panthers made today, Antonio Brown News some NBA updates, my NHL, top five, and then finish off with some MLB. So let's get right into it. Before I do my mock draft, touch up on those few minor things that happened today in the NFL. The first being Antonio Brown re-signing with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers on a one-year deal up to around $6 million, guaranteed $3 million. I didn't think this deal was going to get done. For Antonio Brown, I thought Tampa Bay, they were up against the cap wall, so as to say, but they found more money. Cameron Bray, backup tight end, on the team restructured his deal so that they could make this work, Antonio Brown stays with the champs, Tampa Bay, Champa Bay, whatever you want to call it, Antonio Brown is back. We already knew that all 22 starters were back from a Super Bowl roster, but now Tampa Bay has successfully re-signed everybody, not only the starters, uh, but the backups, The coaches, the coordinators, everybody has stayed. And you know what this tells me? This tells me a couple of things. Why everybody has stayed. One, simply because they want to stay with Tom Brady because they know this could be his last year. The year after this could be his last year. So why not take one-year deals to stay with the greatest quarterback of all time And possibly win another Super Bowl. You just proved how much you had in the tank this past year. Why not run it back again? Run it back until he retires. This is truly unprecedented. Why? Just from recent memory, I'm going to take a trip down memory lane of teams that have lost Super Bowl starters from when they've won or played. And I won't count the Patriots because they were always... Uh, plugging in, you know, middle of the string guys, middle of the pack dudes, to keep on going. One that immediately comes to my mind is the 2012 Ravens, uh, 2012-13 Ravens, when the Ravens won the Super Bowl, and then uh, everybody departed. You had Ray Lewis retiring. Uh, I think Ed Reed retired around there as well. You had Ryan Kerrigan. Uh, leave the team Uh, others on the team left Torrey uh, Smith uh, Anquan Bolden I believe retired so you had all these pieces that just fell apart mostly on defense uh, as well that they just lost players, lost depth and then you saw them not even uh, really make the playoffs much of a time after that Uh, Seattle Seahawks after their second run uh, in the Super Bowl and they lost to the Patriots, uh, the Legion of Boom was kind of dismembered. You have the three key pieces stay intact, but you lost depth with Byron Maxwell, Jeremy Lane, uh, Max Unger gone of a betrayed with uh, Jimmy Graham, which turned out to be a huge uh, bust. Percy Harvin retired. Uh, Golden Tate was gone. So you had a lot of moving pieces on that team as well. Uh, you had Chris Clemens leave. Uh, Brandon Meebane as well. Uh, then let's see, fourteen, fifteen. 15 uh, Not many people from the Falcons lost. That was more injuries. Uh, the Rams. Uh, Sammy Watkins was gone. The Legion of Zoom disbanded. Uh, you have players leave that team. So, really, players leave Super Bowl teams, especially when the quarterback gets paid all that much money. But since Tom Brady's not getting paid a ton of money, max contract, yeah, people are staying. This proves that Antonio Brown, that I mean, this proves that Tampa Bay is still the team to beat, the best team. And to me, this series is looking like the Kansas City, or, I mean, the Golden State uh, Cleveland matchup. When you just knew both those teams were going to make the finals, no matter what happens, that's kind of what I expect. I expected that this past year, uh, Tampa Bay and Kansas City, but with what's happened in the offseason, I expected even more. So again, Kansas City and Tampa Bay rematch Super Bowl 51. That's what I expect. Then, other news, the Carolina Panthers traded quarterback Teddy Bridgewater to the Denver Broncos. For a six round pick. What does that mean? I'll tell you what that means. It means that the Denver Broncos are out of a running for quarterback, so it kinda threw my thing for a loop is they don't need a quarterback anymore. Uh, or I think they still do need a quarterback, but you know, we're not gonna take one now. Having Drew Locke on the team, having Teddy Bridgewater on the team. I think it's an excellent trade for Broncos, obviously with their pick. I think we'd have to move up for one of the top guys. I think they still could have got one with their pick or a minor trade. Uh, but a six-round pick to give up for Teddy Bridgewater is not a lot. So I think the Denver Broncos won this trade for Carolina Panthers. It opens things up because now they lose Teddy Bridgewater, who's a solid quarterback to have around, a great backup, great, you know, Bridgewater bridge quarterback to have in there Uh, so Carolina Panthers lose that so I'm not sold on Sam Darnold one bit I don't think this was a good trade for the Carolina Panthers in return just getting a six-round pick for Teddy Bridgewater retaining salary as well Uh, definitely an interesting trade that the Carolina Panthers made was a little surprised by it especially this late before the draft Uh, you never know what's going to happen tomorrow during the draft. Uh, But to me, Denver Broncos won this trade at least for now, and then they can reevaluate their quarterback situation next year as they won't be targeting one in the draft. Now, time to get into my mock draft. What do I think is going to happen in the first round? Well, as I said, that trade that Carolina made in Denver Broncos, that made a huge dent in my mock draft, so I had to switch that up last minute real quick. So let's run down. Let's go through it. With the number one overall pick, I believe the, Jackson Jaguars, the Jacksonville Jaguars will select quarterback Trevor Lawrence. To me, that's a done deal. It's going to happen. Uh, touted is one of the best quarterback prospects of all time. Uh, the analysts have gone head and toe and shoulders that Trevor Lawrence is the guy. People are predicting he's going to be making multiple Super Bowl uh, appearances in his career. He's a guy to have. He was a proven winner, winner in Clemson. He did well. This is a man that Urban Meyer came out of retirement because he wants Trevor Lawrence on his team. He feels that they can do damage together in this league. So it makes sense that the Jacksonville Jaguars will select Trevor Lawrence, a winner with great arm talent, uh, played in the ACC, played in big-time national title games. They want somebody primed for prime time. That's why the Jacksonville Jaguars will be selecting Trevor Lawrence out of Clemson. Then, with him taken off the board, where do the New York Jets go at number two? I believe they draft... Quarterback Zach Wilson out of BYU, to me that's what the reports have been saying that a couple weeks ago after a workout that the Jets had with Zach Wilson, his pro day, combine and all that, they are in love with Zach Wilson. There's nothing changing the Jets' mind here about not taking him. Uh, they traded Sam Darnold about a month ago to the Panthers because they liked Zach Wilson the new coach, Sala knew that he is their guy. That's why they're rolling with Zach Wilson out of BYU with a tremendous arm, who I think could possibly go number one, even though he is a smaller quarterback to me. The size does not matter anymore. Uh, with the likes of Drew Brees, Russell Wilson, even Kyler Murray, to a degree, doesn't matter. You don't need to be the six foot five prototypical quarterback like that anymore. Zach Wilson's the guy for the New York Jets. Now with the third pick, the San Francisco 49ers own that via a trade with Miami uh, through another trade with Houston. So San Francisco 49ers have the pick. It's all that matters. And to me, I had a tough time here. It's going to be a quarterback. Is it going to be Mac Jones? Is it going to be Trey Lance? I believe the margin has slimmed, but I just have this gut feeling that the 49ers are going to pass on a superstar in Trey Lance. And they'll go with Mac Jones. Quarterback out of Alabama. Now Mac Jones is no scrub. He was tremendous in Alabama this past year. Put up great numbers in terms of accuracy, completion percentage, whole bunch of numbers and stats. Mac Jones was amazing. But unlike the rest of the quarterbacks, he's not mobile He's not agile. He's just a pure pocket passer, uh, kind of what the game is evolving away from. Mac Jones is still that guy. He had a plethora of receivers in Alabama. Now, he'll be teaming up with fast wide receivers in Brandon Ayuk, Debo Samuel. He'll have George Kittle. uh, A good offensive line, good running game. So I think things are in place for Mac Jones. I think Mac Jones will be in a system that will allow him to succeed in the NFL with Kyle Shanahan. I don't believe this will be a home run pick, but I do believe much younger than Jimmy G, he'll be an upgrade over Garoppolo. Now this is where things get interesting. The Atlanta Falcons have a fourth pick. They've been opening about trade discussions. There's rumors about Detroit Lions trying to trade up to number four to no avail. But I believe they get a trade done and the Atlanta Falcons trade their first-round pick to the Philadelphia Eagles for their first-round pick, of course, and many other picks, Philadelphia Eagles do this trade. So the Philadelphia Eagles now own the fourth-round pick and they select wide receiver Jamar Chase. Why would they do that? Why would they move up? They need a wide receiver to me more than anything. To me, that's what they need to evaluate Jalen Hurts. You do not have a good wide receiver on this team. You need a star wide receiver. Jamar Chase is a premier wide receiver in this draft class. To me, he's above Kyle Pitts. He's above Devontae Smith. Jamar Chase is the man you want. He's your number one wide receiver. And to me, the Philadelphia Eagles need one. And with their pick... At number 12, they were not going to get one. It was not going to fall to them. As you'll see, they would have missed out by one pick. So they need to make this trade to move up and get Jamar Chase. I do believe they'll move up. Maybe it isn't highest to number four, but they could deal with the Dolphins, Lions, Panthers, amongst many, to try to get a wide receiver or tight end. But to me, that's the move I'm making as Atlanta Falcons have shown that they are willing to move down. So Philadelphia Eagles select wide receiver Jamar Chase, one of the big trades right on the board. Then the Cincinnati Bengals, their guy was Jamar Chase. He's the one that wanted to be reunited with Burrow. I do believe he'll go there if he's available at 5, but if he's not available, they're going with Panay Suwell, offensive lineman out of Oregon. Uh, who will, to me, solidify this offensive line, help Joe Burrow out, as he took too many hits last year, as was evident and caused by his injury. So they fixed that up, and now they have their guy to protect him. Now, they still need wide receivers, but that's something they will address later. But they have their offensive lineman to protect Joe Burrow. Now, the Miami Dolphins own the six-round pick, uh, courtesy of the Philadelphia Eagles in a trade that happened earlier this season. Who do the Dolphins select? I believe they select tight end Kyle Picks, who he touts himself as, well, he'll be the best tight end ever. Analysts touting him as one of the greatest prospects of all time. Not just a tight end, he's more than a tight end, he can be your wide receiver, I believe that's why Miami Dolphins go after him. They build around two of this year. They have Will Fuller, Devontae Parker, no scrubbing, Gusecki as tight end. But you want to elevate that to Pitts, who can line up his traditional tight end, who can line up with the X, the slot, mismatch nightmare. They get that guy in Kyle Pitts. Well, Miami Dolphins are happy with that. Now... Coming up, my Detroit Lions at number seven, the team I am a fan of, even if they don't pay me back at all. I believe they could do something very stupid here. This is an organization with a history of stupidity where they could make plenty of stupid deals, but to me, you make the safe deal and you draft another generational talent and wide receiver, Heisman winner, Devontae Smith out of Alabama. To me, that's my guy. I prefer him a little bit more than Jamar Chase. Yes, Jamar Chase put gaudy numbers with him, and I believe Devonte Smith could have done the same. But Devonte Smith had to share the wealth with Najee Harris, with Jalen Waddle. He, he he just had to share, but he just did. There is no doubt about it. And he still won the Heisman. He was that great last year. And to me, there's no question about his size, his frame. Anything like that, to me, those are not things you put in mind. Uh that not a skill. His size, size is not a skill. Uh, his skill is his talent, what he brings to the football field. Devontae Smith is one of the most talented wide receivers in this drag class, draft class, if not the most. That's why I believe the Detroit Lions cannot be stupid enough to pass on him. And they, Mary Mel, very well could pass on him because they are stupid but I don't believe they will do it. Bisto, but they could surprise me tomorrow night. But I have a line selecting Devontae Smith. Eight is the Carolina Panthers. I believe since they just made that trade for Teddy Bridgewater, they still need a quarterback. I believe they draft Trey Lance. Now, they could go defense here, and that's what I had initially. I had them trading back, but Carolina Panthers could use Trey Lance. Uh, To me, Sam Darnold is not the guy uh, that was proven with the Jets. I don't think Carolina Panthers took a gamble on him for him to be their project, be their number one guy. You take Trey Lance. If you don't like what you're seeing from Sam Darnold, you yank him. You put in Trey Lance because, to me, He could be the best quarterback out there. To me, maybe the Panthers are that smart to where they traded away Sam Darnold or they traded away Teddy Ridgewater because they knew Trey Lance was their guy. But we'll see. Then, number nine, the Denver Broncos. I believe they then select the best defensive prospect in this draft who is Micah Parsons, linebacker, out of Penn State. Now they have Bradley Chubb. Von Miller's coming back this year. They made some additions in the secondary, re-signed some people. They could use some depth for edge rushers, but they also need a solid linebacker who can rush as well, uh, pass, protect, and zone coverage. Micah Parsons is that guy who can get it done on defense. The Broncos don't need a quarterback anymore after a trade with the Panthers. They go out and select Micah Parsons. Then the Cowboys, sitting at number 10, thought Micah Parsons could follow them, but they didn't, so they get, I believe, you just choose your place, choice of cornerback there, it could be Patrick Sertan, J.C. Horn, Caleb Farley, but they go with the proven guy, the one who wasn't injured, played his best, showed up all the time, Patrick Sertan, cornerback out of Alabama, who has proven great this year. They need help on the defensive edge or defensive side of the ball. Both rush and pass. And Patrick Sertan is that guy to pair with Trevon Diggs on the outside. Sertan's a man. Number 11, the New York Giants. They select wide receiver Jalen Waddell out of Alabama. Who is that deep threat? Who can open up the field? For Daniel Jones and Saquon Barkley. You then have Daniel Jones see where he's at. With Kenny Galladay. With Evan Ingram. With Jalen Waddell. With a healthy Saquon Barkley. To me that's success for trying to win this division. That's a deep threat that you want. That's your man. So the New York Giants go out and select him. And that's why I believe the Philadelphia Eagles will move up. Because they will have just missed out on Jalen model, is if they stay where they're at currently. And you don't want that. You don't want to stay where you're at currently. You want more. You want more. And that's what Philadelphia Eagles got out and got Jamar Chase for by trading up to 4. So then at 12, which was the Eagles pick, but now they made a the trade with the Atlanta Falcons. And the Atlanta Falcons need a lot of help here. But I believe they select Jay Seahorn, cornerback out of South Carolina, who was amazing, was a seatbelt, strapped on to every wide receiver on him this past year. Great size, tremendous talent, great ball hawk instinct ability. J.C. Horn is a man for the Atlanta Falcons who need to retool a lot, but they'll keep intact with their offense so far, and they select J.C. Horn to bolster up this defense. Now 13, the Los Angeles Chargers will select offensive tackle Rashawn Slater, the next best offensive tackle on the board. Chargers need this. They picked up Corey Linsley, huge addition for center, but they need more protection there uh, for Joe Burrow, and they'll get that with Rashawn Slater. They have offensive pieces in stone with rookie of the year, our uh, candidate or rookie of the year winner, my bad. And Justin Herbert, you have Keenan Allen, Mike Williams. Added Jared Cook, now you have Rashawn Slater. Now your offense can do a lot more damage with your new head coach in there. Minnesota Vikings, they select Christian Derisaw, offensive tackle. Again, they need to protect Kurt Cousins. Open up a running game as well with run blocking. And this is a man to do it. I believe it'll happen. You have Kirk Cousins for a few more years. He's looking good with Adam Thielen and Justin Jefferson. Dalvin Cook, as I mentioned. But this will just help the offense out more. Offensive line is so underappreciated. It's talked about when you're not performing well, Oh, we'll just blame it on the offensive line. They're not good. But nobody gives them credit when they're winning football games, when this line is intact. That's what Christian Dariusaw will do, protect this group. Pick number 15, New England Patriots. They select quarterback Justin Fields out of Ohio State. That's who they pick. That's a big one. I had it in a trade recently, but with everything that's gone on, I believe the New England Patriots stay pat, select Justin Fields, get their man who they want, then they can move on from Cam Newton eventually, but they have Justin Fields in there, again, tremendous talent, tough guy, uh, who can practically, I believe, get in there right away with the no wide receivers that they have, you know, and just throw the ball in the air, uh, that's all they want to see, that's what Justin Fields will do with you. Now, there's been all this talk about Justin Fields' stock dropping. To me, this correlates with two things, why he would fall to 15. The first thing is the easy way out, uh, in that uh, we just saw what happened to the next quarter, the previous quarterback that came out of Ohio State. You see the guys that come out, uh, Justin Barrett, JB, JB, yeah, Justin Barrett, I believe. What has he done in the NFL? He was a great college prospect, uh, Heisman talk, but he has not amounted to anything in the NFL. I don't even think he's in the NFL. Dwayne Haskins, another one who was great in college, but came out, had a bunch of character issues with the football team, was cut, had all these issues. So really, tell me when's the last time a great quarterback. Came out of Ohio State, there's issues there with the culture surrounding Ryan Day, Urban Meyer with that quarterback situation and uh, the type of offensive run that doesn't translate well to the NFL. So to me, that's one reason why his stock has dropped. The second, not every team needs a quarterback. There's five good quarterbacks out there. Trevor Lawrence, Zach Wilson, Mac Jones, Trey Lance, and Justin Fields. Trevor Lawrence is a man who everybody was talking about last year, freshman year, being the guy, he's going to a team that needs him. Zach Wilson is a guy that really came up this year, proved himself as an NFL-ready quarterback, something Justin Fields is not. So really, the New York Jets select him because they need a quarterback. Then you have the 49ers looking for a quarterback. You have Mac Jones, Trey Lance, Justin Fields. So to me, right there, you have a pot of three. You're just going to take a pick. 49ers need one. Atlanta Falcons don't really need one, but Bengals don't have; they have their franchise quarterback. Dolphins are going to build around theirs. Lions have goth. they won't get one. So you're left with either one, two of the three now. Carolina Panthers I think could select one, but maybe they don't. Maybe they like Sam Darnold. Broncos won't. Cowboys have their guy. Giants think they have their guy. Eagles are going in on their guy. Chargers have their guy. Vikings have their guy. Down to the Patriots. So you could technically still have two quarterbacks here. I don't think it'll happen. I think a team will trade up. But that's why I think Justin Fields drops. It's not his fault. It's just quarterbacks around him, a lot of other factors that go into it. That's not a race thing. It's just, who are you going to take? And we've seen great quarterbacks fall in the draft. Aaron Rodgers fell in the draft as well. Look at now. There's teams that can't believe they did that. Same with Patrick Mahomes. Was taken at number 10. Three picks before that, you had the Bills trade up and select Josh Allen. You have a Bears trade up and select Mitch Trubisky at two. So, really, you have all these things uh, that go in and all these draft mistakes, and you just never know. But moving aside from that, New England Patriots select Justin Fields. Moving on to 16, the Arizona Cardinals, I believe, select another top cornerback prospect, Caleb Farley. Out of Virginia Tech, little and limited by injuries, but is a great cornerback. Uh, will fit in great with this defense, who have Buda Baker, signed Malcolm Butler, but they need a young top cornerback. Caleb Farley is their guy. They'll be good on defense with him. Chandler Jones returning, J.J. Watt, the addition of set on offense. That's a huge pickup for the Cardinals. Then you have the Las Vegas Raiders, who I believe select Aziz Ojulari, outside linebacker. Something they need, John Gruden needs. Haven't had a good outside linebacker that's been able to rush on the edge as well. When they traded Cleo that was the last time. They get their guy who is not Cleo but will definitely be a huge benefit. BC production on this team in the Las Vegas Raiders. And the Dolphins have the 18th pick. They selected their Kyle Pitts already. I think they're good on offense. They need to bolster up that defense a little bit more. Who do they go out and get? Well, to me, they get the best edge rusher in the draft. Pay, out of Michigan. A tremendous speed. A pursuit. A recognition of... Run or pass plays, uh, getting after a quarterback isn't fooled, is a great prospect uh, whose stock really heightened by the combine and different workouts that he's had with teams. Quitty Pay is, I believe, will be a dominant edge rusher in this league. The 19 Washington football team select Jeremiah Owusu Koromoa, linebacker, and they select him because. They are set on the defensive line with their first-round picks. Added a little bit in the secondary this offseason. They need a linebacker to solidify that second level. They go out, get Jeremiah. Is with their pick. They don't really want to trade up to get a quarterback. Uh, They think they're good on wide receivers for now. So they get Jeremiah to hold down the level two. Chicago Bears... At number 20, select Tevin Jenkins, another offensive tackle off the board to protect whatever quarterback they have in there, which will probably be Nick Foles, but they get him, and that will be protection for him. Great offensive line, men who, no matter who comes in on the board as quarterback this year, next year for the Bears, at least they have Tevin. Indianapolis Colts at 21, then select Jalen Phillips. Defensive end, after losing to Nico Autry, Justin Houston, they need depth on the edge. Jalen Phillips is your guy to keep this great, tough defense there. Jalen Phillips is the guy. The Tennessee Titans, with the 22nd overall pick, select Elijah Moore, wide receiver, to pair with A.J. Brown. Derrick Henry and Ryan Tannehill, as they need uh, wide receivers. Losing Corey Davis, uh, Humphreys as well, they need a number two. To me, having an electric rookie wide receiver like Elijah Moore, similar to A.J. Brown, will open up this offense even more for Tennessee. Minute 23, the New York Jets pick, courtesy of a Seattle Seahawks trade for Jamal Adams last year. They will select Elijah Vera Tucker, offensive guard, who can play a little tackle too, to protect Zach Wilson. Two huge picks in the first round. To me, could be true winners of this first round, depending on what happens in the season. But they select their guy to protect Zach Wilson. Then at 24, the Pittsburgh Steelers select running back Najee Harris out of Alabama. First running back taken off a board. It's huge, big news for Pitts, big news for Pittsburgh. Is their running back situation is depleted? No James Conner, you ain't trusting Benny Snell to be running the ball. I don't even think ten times a game. You don't do that. I wouldn't even run five times a game with Benny Snell. You have an aging Ben Roethlisberger. You have young wide receivers in Juju Smith-Schuster and Chase Claypool. You will get Najee Harris to just ground and pound away and open up play action with him. Smart pick by Pittsburgh. I think that'll happen. Then at 25, Jacksonville Jaguars with another pick. Select Trevon Morig, who is a safety, a great safety. Uh, They upgraded some of their defensive backs with the addition of Shaq Griffin, but adding Trevon would be huge for the Jaguars and the second end. They got their guy. They could use a lot of things here, but I think safety would be smart. Then the Cleveland Browns, I think, will select Greg Newsome, cornerback out of Northwestern. They had their guy Denzel Ward. They added Troy Hill. But Troy Hill is a slot corner. They need a true number two corner. I believe they can get Greg Newsome, really do some damages. They're kind of set to me on all levels of defense. To me, kind of lock up this AFC competition with their defense. I'd really be, you know... Top 10, if not top 5 on both sides of the ball, come next year. Now pick number 27, the Baltimore Ravens. I believe a big trade will be going down right here at number 27. I think the Baltimore Ravens will trade this pick to the Atlanta Falcons for Julio Jones. I don't think Julio Jones is staying. He's outlived his welcome there in Atlanta. They move on from him. Baltimore Ravens is the perfect suitor, who John Harbaugh just confirmed fifth-year option is going to be on the table for Lamar Jackson. I pair Lamar Jackson with Marquise Hollywood-Brown, Julio Jones, and Sammy Watkins. That's formidable. I get them wide receivers. I really don't need a running back because he's a running back. Now I can open up this passing game as well, have some trickery there, and then the Falcons select Not a Julio Jones replacement, but a wide receiver, Terrace Marshall, who will fill in admirably with the rise of Calvin Ridley that they already have. Uh, That will do just fine for them. New Orleans Saints, pick number 28, will select Jamin Davis. Linebacker, something they need especially for depth for this team. That will be big for them. 29, Green Bay Packers. We'll select Rashad Bateman, wide receiver out of Minnesota, who's a great wide receiver. Will be the number two next to Devontae Adams. Open up the passing game with Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Jones in the backfield. Devontae, great offensive line. You need Rashad Bateman. You got him. Aaron Rodgers gets his help. Now, can he take him to the Super Bowl? Number 30, Buffalo Bills select Gregory Russo. They need defensive help. They need somebody to get after the quarterback to pressure the Patrick Mahomes of this world, to pressure the Baker Mayfields that they'll be facing in the playoffs. Uh, That's what they need. They get Gregory Rousseau, who's not the best defensive edge prospect, but with their pick, that's a dang good one and one they'll take. Pick number 31, Baltimore Ravens, courtesy of a trade with Kansas City they made earlier this week. Then they select Liam Eikenberg, Offensive tackle out of Notre Dame, who to me is a great offensive tackle. Uh, He'll replace Orlando Brown, fit in right there with Baltimore, and then be able to protect Lamar Jackson. I can see him turning into a Super Bowl superstar offensive tackle from what comes out of Notre Dame. Then the last pick of the draft, Tampa Bay Buccaneers. What do they really need when you're already that rich? Already filled with talent. What does a team already stacked need? As I've said before and I'll say again, they need more. That's what they wish for. They need more. And who do they get? Christian Barmore, the defensive tackle out of Alabama, to add to their riches already. Their wealthy pot that they have put Christian Barmore in the mix and that does it for them. That puts him over the edge. Give him a Lombardi. That'll help. Take the pressure off of an aging Ndamukong Su. Fit right in there with Vita Veya, who's also young and is a huge run-stuffer. Christian Barmore as well and can also get after the quarterback and is fast for his size. That's insane. There you have it. That's my mock draft. Vorva first round. All 32 teams. Their players. Some trades in there. That's what I think should happen mixed with what I think will happen. That's kind of a mix of both. That's what I think. That's my mock draft. I'm proud of it. I'm proud of what I came up with. You have some big deals in there, big trades, big names coming off the board early, late. There you have it. Draft is tomorrow night. Can't wait to talk about the round one highlights. Now, on a bit of time that I have left, going into the NBA. I was right on um, the Suns ending the Knicks' nine-game winning streak the other night. Couldn't have been more correct about that. Uh, Chris Paul with a huge shot at the end of the game uh, to put the dagger in the uh, New York Knicks was a huge clutch shot that Chris Paul has made in his career. He's made clutch shots. Again and again, this was just another one to add to his list against the Knicks. Break the Knicks' nine-game winning streak. Break the Suns' back-to-back losing game streak. Uh, was a lot of good things. A lot of positive for the Suns, but also a lot of positive for the Knicks, who I believe have turned it around and our one key P away from being a contender. Then I was wrong on the Mavericks beating the Kings. I thought Luka Doncic and them could do it, beat the lowly Kings, but they didn't but then they surprised me by going back on the road crushing the warriors, routing them, blowing them away the night after yesterday night and going on a 28 and 0 run to put the warriors away. I was very surprised by that. So tonight I'll make two picks, the first being the Lakers in the Wizards and I've got the Lakers Anthony Davis getting acclimated, Dennis Schroeder playing very, very well, Montrez Harrell, I've got the Los Angeles Lakers winning this game, to me it's a game they kind of need to win, but it doesn't get too scary between 5th place and 6th place, uh, to me they need that 5th spot, at least top 5, they get that done with a win tonight. Then the Clippers and the Suns, another huge game as well, number two and number three. The battle, really, to me, for the second spot in the Western Conference, who will win tonight? It's in Phoenix. I'm rolling with the Suns. I can't roll with the Clippers. I don't care who's in, who's out uh, for either, but I think Phoenix will get this done In a huge moment, huge stage on ESPN in this game. Now moving on to the NHL. I was wrong about the Stars beating the Hurricanes. I thought the Hurricanes could do it. They let their foot off the gas a little bit and lost in overtime. It was close, but the Stars still holding on to playoff life, just barely holding on. They did it. Then I was right on the Kings beating the Ducks. To me, Ducks had no shot. Other news, the Capitals swept the Islanders in their three-game series that they just had to me, which was huge. Proved the Islanders are not on pace with the Capitals, with the Penguins. Islanders are just not that stretch of competition. But then my Penguins lost to the Bruins last night. That was, that was painful to watch after a great one against the Bruins. Uh, Tuca Rask was amazing last night. My team had a really tough time. In the offensive zone, finding quality scoring chances. And to me, that was a dagger. Uh, Couldn't escape with a win. And to me, that is why I had to leave them off my top five. It was so hard. They would have won, easily been in my top five. But now with that loss, they are just on the outside at six. If I had an NHL top six, they'd be six. But there is no prize for sixth place in this top five. So number five, sadly, I have to put... The Washington Capitals, who haven't been as hot as the Penguins this month, but beating the Islanders solidly three times in a row, have done a lot, proved a lot in this division. That's why they're number five. Number four, the Tampa Bay Lightning. Why? Well, they've been winning their games. They've been beating the Hurricanes, beat the Blue Jackets, now beating the Blackhawks, uh... They're not losing against the inferior teams in their central division. And they've clinched a the playoff spot, and that definitely helps. Number three, the Florida Panthers. They clinched the playoff spot too, ahead of a Lightning. Uh, huge wins over the over Hurricanes. Predators, they've done their job. They're back in the playoffs. I think this is only their sixth time and History of a franchise, which is huge. That they've done that. They're peaking. They're playing really well. Uh, This is a really solid team. Number two, the Carolina Hurricanes, seventy-one points. Insane. Just lost to the Stars in overtime. But other than that, have beat them handily. Split with the Panthers. With the Lightning. This is a tough division. Tough up top, but Carolina has prevailed so far through it all. Then number one, still the Vegas Golden Knights. A great team who have beaten the low competition in this division. The Ducks, the Sharks, the Kings, they've been able to beat those teams. Climb in it. It's been rough against the other teams, Colorado Minnesota. But if you're primed in the first spot, you only have to play one team. The winner of that matchup, you don't have to play both of them if you are the two. So Vegas is on course to finish with the number one seed in the division, and that would be huge for them. So there you have my top five. The Capitals, the Lightning, the Panthers, the Hurricanes, and the Knights. And tonight I will pick two games as well. Two great games. The first being the Blues in the Wild, and I believe the Wild will win as they're only one point behind the Avalanche, five points behind the Knights. They're not taking their foot off the gas against the Blues at all as they want to win games, get home ice advantage, even if it doesn't mean much as it does in the past. Minnesota wants it, and Kaprizov, rookie, has been playing amazing lately. I think the Wild will do it. Then you have a heavyweight bout after that with the Colorado Avalanche and the Vegas Golden Knights. Since it's in Vegas, I'm rolling with Vegas. I don't know if I can ever pick Colorado against Vegas. I just can't, even if I'm not feeling it. i got to roll with Vegas. They're a great team with a great goaltending tandem. And Marc-Andre Fleury and Robin Leonard, who have been playing great, patcheretti and Stone as well on offense. Alex Tuck, Shea Theodore on defense with Alex Pietrangelo. This team is built for the playoffs, built for success on all levels of the game. That's why Vegas is number one. There you have my top five, the Capitals, the Lightning, Panthers, Hurricanes, Golden Knights, which I've already said, but I meant to say that's why I have the Golden Knights beating the Avalanche tonight. Sorry about that little hiccup. It's been a long day. Now, finishing up with some MLB. Yankees won yesterday. Had a plethora of home runs to beat the Orioles. And now they play the Orioles again in a battle for last place in the AL East. Loser has the worst in the AL East as they are both 10 and 13 sitting at 4 and 5. Loser tonight will have the dreaded fifth spot. Domingo Herman pitching tonight versus Kremer for the Orioles. Uh, both pitchers haven't done well this season, but I believe New York will get it done against a team they've historically owned the past four years or so against the O's. I'm liking this matchup for the Yankees, even if they're not hitting well. They've been able to hit the occasional home run and get sparks uh, by the likes of Giancarlo Stanton, uh, and uh Hicks, Hicks as well. Even if Odor isn't playing and Judge has today off, don't see much problem for the Yankees today. Another matchup is the Arizona D-backs and the San Diego Padres. Crazily enough, Padres, how good they are, are only 4th and Ventanile West. we are 4th. Diamondbacks are ahead of them after the Diamondbacks beat them last night. So they're in 3rd. Giants, Dodgers at first, Dodgers at first, Giants at second. Tonight, Weathers is pitching against Smith. Pitchers that have won both their games, to me, I believe Weathers is a little better. He'll be better too since he's a left-handed pitcher going up against a right-handed lineup of Arizona. To me, San Diego will get it done with Tatis playing out of his mind the past couple weeks. Uh, Machado no slump, Grisham as well. Hosmer has played really well. To me, San Diego... Gets revenge tonight against Arizona in a great matchup, in really great matchups. All tonight, you have a Phillies and the Cardinals as well in baseball, uh, Cubs and Braves, Red Sox and Mets. Uh, there's a lot to watch, a lot going down tonight. There you have it. Gave it you. My NHL top five in my mock draft. My key things. I'm looking forward to the draft tomorrow. Hope everyone does as well. Hope everyone else has a great rest of their week. Hope your teams draft what they want, who they want. I'll talk to everyone soon. Bye, everybody.